What's Shaking Fire Nation? JLD here with an audio masterclass on seven months to seven figures. And to drop these value bombs, I have brought Tony Delgado. He's a tech entrepreneur who has started multiple online and software-based businesses. He's also helped thousands create their first profitable business with his online courses, conferences, and consulting programs, all from the comfort of his home in San Juan, Puerto Rico. In Fire Nation, today we're going to be talking all about don't do all the work yourself. Why you should never take advice from a fool, obviously, but we're going to give you some of the unobvious reasons and how you can be your own superhero and give impact over income and so much more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Don't have the time to sift through thousands of resumes to find your next hire? See how ZipRecruiter can help you find the best candidate fast. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The biggest needle mover in my business? Funnels. The software I use to build my funnels? ClickFunnels, no question. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Tony, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What's up, Fire Nation? Uh, my name is Anthony Delgado. And yeah, something crazy that people probably don't know about me is that I'm an introvert. So people see me on social media, they see my videos and they think I'm some crazy extrovert <laughs> and I couldn't be farther from the truth. Uh, two and a half years ago, three years ago, I was, I was literally scared of the camera and uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't get me in front of a camera or on a podcast, even if you put a gun to my head. And uh, I've thankfully been able to overcome that nowadays. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of people don't know that. So even in social situations now, like people invite me to a party and I'll be like, ah, oh, no, I'm good. I think I'll just- Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you fooled me as well, brother, because I uh, definitely had you pegged as an extrovert because every interaction I've had with you, you know, you've just been, you know, really easy to talk to and very seemingly extroverted and kind of boisterous and in a good way. So, you know, Fire Nation, that's the thing is, you know, some people can be like, extroverted at certain moments in time, but still like 80 to 90% introverted, you know, with the rest of their life. And there's a lot of big entrepreneurs out there. Pat Flynn, Amy Porterfield, both identify as introverts and it can still be a great way to live your life. You can still get out there, be on camera, be on podcast, do your thing, and then go back and recharge and kind of hang low and do all those things that you know introverts love doing. And before we actually dive into the audio masterclass, seven months to seven figures, I do want to touch at the top of the episode, and we're going to kind of talk a little more in depth, Tony, at the end. But man, TEDx is coming to Puerto Rico. It's happening April 4th. And a little spoiler alert, Fire Nation, I was uh, chosen to be one of the featured speakers at TEDx in large part due to Tony and his team. So I'm very grateful to Tony for uh, identifying me as a prospect and then giving me the offer. And why don't you kind of share a little background about the TEDx event that's happening and you know, basically like how did it all come about and what people should look forward to? First and foremost, it is the first TEDx that has been hosted since Hurricane Maria. So there's been some TEDx's um, prior to that, but since the hurricane, um, there has not been a TEDx in Puerto Rico. So I'm really excited to uh, partner up with Lewis and uh, make that a reality. And the whole topic of the TEDx is new ideas, right? But 
for this TEDx, it's new ideas that can impact Puerto Rico, that can have a, a positive effect on the 3.5 million people that live here. And the reason that I, I reached out to you, John, you, you know, we've, I, I've uh, reached out numerous times to get you to speak at a disrupt event and uh, the timing never worked. But the reason that I reached out to you was because you were one of the people I looked up to when I moved down to Puerto Rico. I saw you with your podcast. I saw you, what you've done with your uh, online movement and your business. And uh, I saw, you know, even the earnings reports that you post on your website. And I was like, wow, this guy's killing it. He moved down to Puerto Rico. He's really living like the Wi-Fi in a dream uh, thing exactly. that we talked about at, at Disrupt. And I was like, if he can do it, then like you gave me confidence to move down here um, from, from New York. Uh, so when we were thinking about speakers, I was like, you know, who better than, uh, JLD, uh, on flyer to, uh, to come and, and <laughs> drop some knowledge. Well, I received that. Thank you very much for the kind words and fire nation. If you want to learn more about this event, uh, Tony was kind enough to give me a little discount link for you fire nation. If you want to, Hey, just jump on a plane, come down to Puerto Rico, or maybe if you're on the islands and you're listening to this, make sure that you're going to come up to San Juan, specifically in Condado, which is right outside of San Juan, uh, for the event. It's going to be an absolute blast. EOFire.com slash TED. That's T-E-D. EOFire.com slash TED. You're going to get my discount link for those tickets. I would love to see you there, Fire Nation, April 4th, 2020. And not just myself, but there's going to be a ton of other amazing speakers at this event. And the topic's going to be great. You can learn all about it. EOFire.com slash TED. But Tony, we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the episode. But first and foremost, today's audio masterclass is all about seven months to seven figures. And I want to talk about the first thing on my list here, kind of the question that I know a lot of entrepreneurs have is like, can I do seven figures a year by myself? Can I just like have a computer, flip it open, log on to Wi-Fi and get to seven figures like in a reasonable time frame? Um, I don't know what your answer is going to be, but I'm kind of curious. Can we do all the work by ourselves? Yeah, no, you can't do all the work by yourself. I mean, <laughs> the reason that I've been able to grow and scale is because I had to give up control and, and give up the idea that I can do it all alone, right? Um, and being able to hire a team, being able to empower others, being able to realize that building a seven-figure company doesn't mean I get to be the greedy guy that keeps all the money. It means that I get to create jobs for other people. I get to put money in other people's pockets, whether they're consultants or, or employees or, or a mixture of them both, um, and that I'm able to create wealth and abundance, but that it's not all mine. And um, the, the scenario that, um, that I like to reference, or the analogy rather, is Money is kind of like a, it's like a stray cat that you see in the street. And when you chase the cat, the cat's going to run away from you. It's literally going to run away and it's going to be so scared to come up to you. But if you're there and you're just hanging out and you're eating your sandwich, doing your own thing, the cat will come up to you and become your friend. And it's the same thing with money. If your only focus is chasing money, it's going to run away from you. And if you try to hold on to it all, you're going to drop it and, you, and you're going to fall. Um, but if you build a team, you build a company, you realize that my job is to be a vehicle, a vessel for abundance, um, be a vessel to create jobs and to empower others. That's where I've had the biggest breakthroughs in my career. When I was trying to be the solo entrepreneur, uh, you know, didn't want to hire a VA, didn't want to hire a team, didn't want to empower affiliates uh, to do revenue shares, didn't want to, uh, wanted to do all the coding and all the graphic design and all the, and, and everything, I wanted to do everything. Um, that's where I saw the smallest results. And when I created a team, uh, that's where I've been able 
to uh, see the larger results. Now, you have a phrase that I personally love, but I want to hear you expound upon this because I'm kind of curious as to like exactly what this means in your minds. Never take advice from a fool. What do you mean by that? That's like the story of my life. It would have been seven weeks to seven figures probably if, <laughs> if I would have known that alone. I grew up in lower middle class neighborhood, uh, single mother. My dad was in jail. My dad wasn't around since so I was two years old. Um, and I grew up with a bunch of knuckleheads. And you know, when you're, when you're in kindergarten, you choose your friends. And there's a lot of people that they uh, walk into the first day of kindergarten, they choose their other friends that they have for the rest of their lives. And how crazy is that, right? Because you didn't choose them. You, you know, those people were just there. They just showed up in your space. And now you're basing your entire life uh, based on uh, who your friends are. And, you know, they say, like, show me your friends. You, I'll show you your future. And uh, for me, in the early parts of my life, that was so true. I mean, I was surrounded by uh, gang members. I was surrounded by drug dealers. I was surrounded by all these crazy people. Um, and that's who I looked up to. And they say that if your best five friends are millionaires, you'll be the sixth. Uh, but if your best five friends are idiots, you'll be the sixth just as well. So, you know, there are certain types of people who are unlucky, right? They just have of unluck in their DNA. And chances are their parents were unlucky. Chances are their friends and family and everyone they associate themselves are unlucky. They'll probably marry an unlucky person. And what does unluck mean? I don't believe in luck. I believe that you're able to define your own luck. But your luck is also uh, dictated by what your limits are. So if I was going to tell somebody, okay, how do you get to seven figures? Well, the first thing you have to realize is that a million dollars isn't a lot of money. My whole life I thought a million dollars was a lot of money until I had a breakthrough in finances and I met billionaires. And I was like, holy I guess a million dollars isn't a lot of money. I looked at you when I looked at your number. I was like, oh, I guess I guess it's possible, right? Um, so, and and that's not going to happen if you're in a circle of of essentially losers, right? So there was a lot of people in my life, and you know, maybe you went to a prep school, and maybe maybe this doesn't apply to you, but in my life, I had to shut down a lot of relationships that just simply didn't work, and I had to do that over. And over again at multiple different points in my life. Um, so you know, when I when I graduated from high school, a lot of those friends I start stopped talking to. Why? I went to college, they didn't. Right? I was starting businesses, they were selling drugs, and you know, our visions didn't align, our minds didn't align, and we're social creatures. So our natural inclination is to um, is to be synonymous with our peers. So if all your peers are drug dealers and they're their values are aligned um, with selling drugs, and I'm just using that as an example, then your values are going to align with that. If all your friends work nine to five jobs and they're happy making a, a low six-figure or low five-figure job or medium five-figure job, they're happy making 80K, um, then your values are going to align with them. But if you go and associate yourself uh, with millionaires and billionaires or maybe uh, people that are doing philanthropic work or whoever it is that you look up to. You need to surround yourself with those people. Um, so many times I see people taking advice from people in areas that they don't have the results that they want, right? So perfect example is your parents, right? A lot of times this, this stuff starts at home. So people will take advice on love and relationships from their parents. Meanwhile, their parents were divorced. If your parents do not have the results that you want in a relationship, you should not take relationship advice from them. You can still love them. You can still, you know, see them on holidays. You can still still send them a Christmas card, send them a uh, a birthday card, but you should not take a relationship advice if they don't have those results. Same thing comes down to money, right? Don't take financial advice from your broke uncle. 
Your broke uncle cannot help you get to seven figures, eight figures beyond. He's not going to be able to do that because he doesn't have access uh, to that information. And obviously, if he did, he would be able to change his own results. So you know, to, to sum it up in a nutshell, only take advice from the people in your life that have the results that you want. And if you don't know anyone in your life, then, then you know what? Maybe it's time to be a loner. Maybe it's time to be an introvert a little bit. Listen to podcasts like this and get an online mentor um, and, until you are able to have those people in your life. There's a reason, Fire Nation, where I end literally every episode of Entrepreneurs on Fire with you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with because truer words have never been spoken. So if you don't like the results that you're having in your life right now or the success you have or have not achieved, um, audit your five. Like take an audit. And guess what? Sometimes you got to say, hit the road, Jack. Hit the road, Jill, because you don't need to be in my life any mo. Now, you are a big believer, Tony, in the fact that we have the ability to recreate ourselves. How can we do this? What do you mean by this? We're taught as human beings that our past somehow defines our future. If you look at our society, a lot of it's been structured that way, right? Um, the traditional resume, right? How people got jobs, it's, it's largely based on your past. Um, the way the Ivy League process works, right? It even goes back to your... Um, your ancestors and your relatives, right? Oh, my dad went to Harvard, so he's going to write me a letter and then I'm going to get into Harvard, right? So there are certain things in, in your, um, in society that can limit you, that can control you and X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, you have the ability to recreate yourself. And through branding and through just ways of being, you can become literally whoever you want to be. No one's in charge in this in this world. No one's in charge in this society. Um, there's actually a funny YouTube prankster um, called Casey Campbell, I believe his name is, and he'll wear a suit, go into Target and Walmart, and he'll fire the employees as a prank. <laughs> and it goes to show you that literally anyone can just put on a suit. Well, remember the movie Catch Me If You Can. Leonardo DiCaprio put on a pilot's yeah, yeah. uniform, and he flew around the world. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So so I'm not saying to break the law, obviously. Um, but the point of the matter is if you show up to um to a meeting and you're dressed in a t shirt and it's a meeting where people are supposed to wear suits, well then yeah, you're gonna get treated a certain type of way. But if you know that the game that you're playing, I'm playing the suit game and I'm right now I'm playing the t shirt game, but trust me, if I need to play the suit game, then I'll wear a suit and I'll show up in the world and, and my credentials don't matter. There was actually a guy in upstate New York too and it's it's horrible that I'm uh, bringing up criminal figures of this. Um, I'll, I'll get to a legitimate one for my life in a few but um, there's a guy in upstate New York that he was wearing a suit and showing up to the courthouse and he was being a lawyer. He would just ask people, hey, do you need a lawyer? And he was representing people for years. What? For 20 years he was just representing people. He had not gone to law school. And he said, hey, you need a lawyer? Hey, give me 500 bucks. I'll represent you. And he was literally doing this for years. Everyone knew him in the community. Nobody knew, had any idea that he didn't have a law degree. And uh, and lo and behold, you know, 20 years later, they found out. Um, but you have to show up as who you want to become. And a lot of times we have voices in our head. Uh, a lot of those voices are put there by other people, right? Whether it was your parents, whether it was a, a school guidance counselor, right? I had a guidance counselor tell me I was going to be a junkie. He told me and other students that was like a stick. Oh, you're going to grow up to be a junkie, right? But that's not true. He doesn't know that. He has no way of knowing that. Um, and just as easily as I can show up and be a junkie, I can show up and, and uh, be a CEO. And there's no one that can define that except me. Um, and I'm going to give a, a quick example from my life. So 
I went to a coding school. This actually puts uh, both of these points in one. Uh, I attended a coding school a few years back. I paid $10,000 to go to Rutgers Coding Bootcamp. And I was in a place in my career where I I wanted some credentials. I got kicked out of college, and so I never graduated, and I I wanted to have a university on my resume. So I paid $10,000. I went to this coding school. Uh, I told my best friend at the time, he was a DJ, and we always used to go to the nightclub. And I was like, listen, bro, I'm I'm paying $10,000. I'm going to the school. And uh, we can't hang out anymore. I was like, we can we can have coffee, but I'm not going to go out to the nightclubs with you anymore. And you know, he called me uh, the first weekend. Again, by the third weekend, he kind of got the point. And I went to the school, and I had already been coding for a number of years, and. I started mentoring the other students, and one of the professors came up to me. He's like, "You know what? You'd make a great teacher someday." In my mind, I was like, "Forget someday. I could become a teacher now." So for the rest of the curriculum, it was a six-month program. For the rest of the curriculum, um, I just started acting as if I was a teacher. I would go and I would mentor students. I would go and help students. I would take them on field trips to hackathons and meetups. Um, and then Rutgers University, their colors are red. Um, red and gray. So I wore a red and gray suit and I took a picture in front of the Rutgers step and repeat logo and me smiling, looking like a teacher. And I posted that on LinkedIn. And then I put on my, uh, on my resume on LinkedIn, you know, uh, I'm a tutor, I'm a tutor at Rutgers uh, coding school. Right. And I literally, uh, then I started doing tutorials on YouTube and I was too shy to get in front of a camera, but I was doing the tutorials from a screen share and I started doing tutorials on YouTube and I literally just became a teacher. I decided I'm going to become a teacher for Rutgers coding bootcamp. And uh, a few months down the line, they offered me a job. They offered me a job. I was, I was actually going to be the first a uh, student to turn into a teacher directly after graduating. And I created that. I decided that that was who I was going to become, and then I created that. It's actually been easier uh, than ever. I could wear a T-shirt every day and have a suit online as my profile picture. Um, it's never been easier to create. Fire Nation, you have the power to create who you want to become, and guess what? That's what you become. Like You are making your future. You can step into that when you surround yourself with the right people, when you audit those people out, when you step into that future that you want to create. And if you think Tony is done dropping value bombs, my friends, you need to wait for the rest of this interview because we're going to be talking about being the boss, your own superhero, impact over income, and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsors. The biggest needle mover in my business, Funnels. They've allowed me to do so much, like deliver free courses to my audience, resulting in tens of thousands of leads. They've also helped me present live masterclasses to teach thousands of others of how to create and launch their own podcasts, and they've helped me generate millions of dollars in sales. But I couldn't have done any of it as effectively as I have without the right software to help. ClickFunnels. With ClickFunnels, you can build sales funnels without a programmer and without knowing any code. And these sales funnels walk your visitors through the sale in a way that maximizes your conversions and earnings. And the great thing about ClickFunnels is that it's not just your funnel building editor, it's also your shopping cart, your email autoresponder, your membership software, your affiliate management software, and so much more. Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who are actively using ClickFunnels to easily get their products and their message out to the world. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. 
There are plenty of excuses businesses use to push hiring to the back burner. I get it. It's not easy finding great candidates, and it can take a long time to sift through dozens and dozens of applications and resumes. Lucky for us, there's ZipRecruiter. When you visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire, you'll see just how easy it is. First, ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job sites. Next, with their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. You can even add screening questions to your job listing so you can filter candidates and focus on the best ones. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Plus, over 1.8 million businesses have come to ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Best part is, right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So Tony, we're back and you have this saying about being a limited addition. What do you mean by that? One of the mistakes that I've made early on in my career was being a little too accessible, being a little too easy to reach. And, you know, there's a balance uh, between this. But as human beings, we love scarcity. We love the Yeezys, right? I, I call this the Yeezy effect, where we want what we can't have. And a lot of times we make ourselves so accessible, so easy to reach, so willing to uh, do business with anyone, so willing to do business on anyone's terms uh, that we limit our income potential. Think about the the new iPhone. Think about the uh, newest sneakers that come out. Think about the newest cars that come out that are limited edition, that are sold for the most amount of money. Why are they valuable? They're valuable because there's a limited supply of them. And the supply uh, outweighs the demand. And you need to figure out, and, and this is hard advice because for some people in your career, if you're just getting started, um, this advice might not be for you. But once you have a little track record, once you kind of got a flow and your business is moving and you have an audience and you have customers and people, people want what you have, sometimes it's, it's profitable and, and the way to get to the next level is actually be by dialing it back a little bit. Uh, so I met uh, Ty Lopez on, on a few different occasions and on one of them he told me about um, – gave me some advice. He said never – Never cancel a product or service. Just continue to raise your prices until people stop buying them. So if you don't want to do something, you don't want to sell something, you don't want to offer it anymore, never, ever, ever take it down. Never stop offering it. Just keep raising your prices and raising your prices until you basically let the market decide to stop purchasing it. Right? And once in a while, you might have some crazy person that comes around and buys it. And he told the story how, you know, a, a guy came up to him at an event. He was like, hey, listen, I, I really want to take you out to lunch. Uh, can I do a lunch with you? And he said, yeah, I, I charge $10,000 to uh, take me to lunch. It, you know, you got to make a $10,000 donation to uh, my nonprofit or whatever, and I'll go to lunch with you, right? And the guy's like, oh, okay. And the guy went away. Guy came back a couple years later and was like, hey, Ty, I'm here. And I I got the, the 5000 the 10000 whatever it was, um, and, and I'm ready to have lunch with you. And he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I'm sorry. I charge 100000 now. I don't – because he didn't want to – he literally didn't want to go to lunch with this guy. And the guy was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll give you 100000 And it was, <laughs> it was – and then he went to lunch with the guy, right? And that never would have happened if he said, no, I won't do lunch with you, right? Never say no. Just keep raising your prices 
um, until you uh, until the market decides, right? And you can do the same thing with uh, tickets, right? Uh, tickets to this TEDx is a great example. Um, and these are rules by TED. This is not our rules. Uh, uh, but it's limited to 100 seats. It's only 100 seats. Once those 100 seats are gone, they're gone. And what that does, it creates exclusivity. It creates um, it creates demand, right? If you knew there was a million seats, then why would you take action? Why would you buy today? In a few weeks from now, the, the seats are going to be sold out. So you have to take action today because every day that, that counts down, the seats are selling out. And it's the same uh, skill that I've used in business, right? We have a class right now that we're, we're dropping on, on stock trading. That class, it's an eight-week program, and we're only going to accept 20 people to be in the live version of the eight-week program. So many people, they want can buy, but if you actually want to be live in the class, get your questions answered, get live mentoring, live tutoring, we're only accepting the first 20 people to do that. Now, there's a couple of reasons. First reason is we want to give uh, good quality service. If we had 100 people on a Zoom call, it would be really hard to teach people. But the second reason is because it creates scarcity. It creates demand. It creates something that's limited edition, and it gives people a reason to take action now. You know, when I came down to Puerto Rico, I looked at you, JLD. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. He has an amazing podcast. He has a whole movement. And then I started my podcast when I got here. I was like, great, I'm going to start a podcast, and I'm going to freaking figure this out. And in the beginning, I was accepting everyone on my show. I was literally doing like 10 interviews a day, and uh, it was great because I got to 100 episodes really quickly. Um, but it was really burning me out, and and you know there were probably some questions of quality there, right? And once I got to 100 episodes, I was like, all right, I'm going to become limited edition. I'm going to slow down on booking guests, and I'm just going to book the guests that I want to book. Anyone else, they can fill out an application, I'll review it, and I'll make the decision of whether or not I want to take action on the interview. Um, and once I did, my caliber of guests went up because I had more time and energy to dedicate to the best guests, um, and I was able to focus on the things that mattered. And other parts of my business also started to go up because I had more time to focus on the parts of my business uh, that would help it grow. Um, so I, I think, you know, not only being limited edition, but then also, uh, choosing how to delegate your energy, um, in the most effective ways in business is definitely going to take you to the next level. So I want to combine these next two into one, cause I think they're both very powerful concepts and I think they have some similarities, but you're a big believer in number one, being the boss, like actually being that boss, being that leader, while at the same time, you're also a believer in being your very own superhero. So how do both of these concepts make sense? Kind of expound upon them and break it down. I think a lot of people are their own supervillain. And it's kind of sad, right? A lot of people, they're their own worst enemy. They're the quickest uh, person, the, the first version of a naysayer. You know, we have the power to create anything that we want in the universe. When I moved to Puerto Rico, I bought a book. It was the, it was like a five-year plan book. And I wrote down the things that I wanted in my life. The first thing that I wanted was to move to Puerto Rico. I did that. Start a podcast. I did that. Speak on a TEDx. I'm going to be doing that on April 4th. Uh, get married and have a wife. I'm going to be getting married on September 19th. Um have two kids that will happen that's not happened yet knock on wood but uh but that's in the future buy a house in puerto rico just um closed on the mortgage uh should be taking ownership of the property in the next oh. month all of those things happened and i had no idea how to do any of them 
No clue. I was super single at the time, had almost given up on love when I wrote that down. Uh, but deep down in my heart somewhere, I knew I still wanted to get married. Um, you know, had no idea how to start a podcast, had no idea about a TEDx. The TEDx, literally the universe gave it to me and, um, that I connected with Lewis. Um, but I was my own superhero. There's so many people that they won't even reach for any of their goals. They don't even reach for them. Right. I wrote down that I wanted uh, a million dollars in revenue. Oh, no, a half a million dollars in revenue, 500K. Uh, we just broke a million. And when I wrote all these things down, there was no, there wasn't even a plan. People think they need the plan before the goal. People think that, oh, okay, well, let me figure it out first. Oh, I don't know how to do it, so I won't set the goal. No, you have to set the goal and then you have to figure out what to do along the way. So being your own superhero and being your own boss is. You know, having the power, having the courage to not only ask other people for what you want, that's being your own boss, right? But the power to ask the universe for what you want, right? I used to go to a hotel. Uh, before I met my, my girl, I would go to hotels and I would feel bad to order room service. I would feel bad for uh, to ask for the things that I wanted. Um, and why not? The people that are there, they're they're making a salary. They're so happy to uh, to provide those things, and we're creating jobs, right? So I had to have a paradigm shift where it's like no. And also, I wasn't getting the results that I wanted, right? I wasn't setting deadlines. I wasn't being hard enough on my team. I wasn't being hard enough around the the people around me. And once I started bossing up, I was able to get the results that I wanted from my team. Now my team's able to make more money. I'm able to make more money. We're all uh, able to be happier and thrive. And that happens from becoming the character movie that you want to become. Pretend you're Spider-Man. Pretend you're Spider-Man in the movie. Pretend you're Superman. Pretend whoever it is that you look up to, pretend that you're that person. But, and Joe Rogan says this, it's freaking great. But you're in the part of the movie where you're down and out. You're in chapter one. But you're going to live into the person that you want to become. You're already that person. You're just in chapter one of the book. And so many people think that where they are, where they came from defines them. It's, it's, it's simply not true. You can recreate your future. And I think the biggest thing is it comes down to being unreasonable with your requests and, what, and with your demands out of life. Try to go after things in their life. They have things that they want, right? Mild desires, like uh, I want to buy a house, right? And what they do is that they put all these artificial barriers in front of them mentally. So they say, oh, I want to buy a house, but I have bad credit. I want to buy a house, but, uh, but my mom never bought a house. I want to buy a house, but uh, I can't afford any houses that I want. Whatever those things are. And all those things are just reasons. And what you have to do if you want to achieve the things that you want, you have to be unreasonable in the face of challenges. You have to be an optimistic psychopath when it comes to going after your goals. And you have to literally be unreasonable. Oh, you have bad credit. Yeah, so what? So what? Oh, you haven't lived in Puerto Rico long enough to uh, establish uh, residency. So what? Oh, you have a criminal record. So what? I'm going to do it anyway. Right? And so many people, they're their own worst enemy instead of being their own superhero. Pretend that you the person that you want to become and slowly but surely it might take more than seven months but you'll be able to get there now speaking of scarcity one thing i do love that you're doing with the tedx events is there's limited to 100 seats i mean there's 100 seats the quality of speakers that are going to be filling up this auditorium and filling up this room are next level and that's just an example fire nation of hey 
you know, you need to be a limited edition, just like these tickets to TEDx are a limited edition. And that phrase that you used when I was asking you about being your own superhero and how most people are their own super villain. I know, Tony, that some people were like, oh, that is so me. I am so my own super villain. And Fire Nation, now's the time. Step up, stop being your your own super villain and start being your superhero because you deserve it. There's so many people that probably want to come to this event. They want to come, but they're like, oh my God, Puerto Rico, it's so far. How am I going to get there? Yeah, there's planes. The tickets are pretty cheap, especially if you're on the East Coast. (laughs) Tickets are pretty cheap. And it's short. I mean, like from New York City, it's a three-hour flight. Like a lot of people don't even realize it's a three-hour and 15-minute flight from New York City. It's a little puddle jump from Florida. I mean, stop with the excuses because it's going to be amazing. You get to come down to Puerto Rico. It's going to be a blast. You're going to get to hang out with me and Tony and some other amazing speakers there. So real quick, Tony, before we move on to the last topic that I want to talk about, which is impact over income, why should Fire Nation step up and check out Puerto Rico, specifically this TEDx event on April 4th, and anything else you want to add about the event before we uh, get to the last topic? Oh, wow. So yeah, this event is going to be incredible. Um, it's it's a collaboration between me um, and, and I host these Disrupt events down here in Puerto Rico. Uh, so it's going to be that same community. If you've ever been to one of my previous events, um, we're going to have an amazing networking event and after party afterwards where you're going to be able to connect with the speakers. It's going to be hosted at the San Juan Marriott Resort and Casino. It's a beautiful hotel. It's right on the waterfront uh, and we have a discount uh, for tickets. So anyone that has a ticket to TEDx, they also get a discount at the resort. Uh, we have some world-class speakers from all around the world. We have uh, Jason Capital. We have the infamous JLD. Boom. Uh, Peter Schiff. Um, Chris, Gabby Wall Street, Yermo. We have like, I, I think combined uh, social media following of like over 3 million uh, if we combined all the influencers that are going to be there. Um, and we're going to, a lot of them are self-made millionaires. So a lot of these people, they're going to be telling stories of how they were able to make it. A lot of the people uh, live in Puerto Rico and they moved here creating online businesses of some sort, whether that's stock trading, uh, whether that's social media marketing, podcasting, all these different skills. Uh, these people have been able to create full-time incomes and live in paradise uh, like me and JLD. Yeah, we do. And I think a lot of people that follow your content, John, they want to live that that digital nomad lifestyle. They want to have financial freedom and be able to live life on their own terms. And you know, I always tell people to move to Puerto Rico wherever Puerto Rico is for you. So for me, it was being on a beautiful island. For you, it might be you know being out up in the mountains somewhere shooting elk. But being able to have that financial freedom to do that, uh, the caliber of speakers that we have at this event um, are going to give you those insights. Uh, on the day after this event, uh, we're doing some humanitarian work. We're going to a high school in Bayamon. Oh, cool. And we're going to be donating some computers and some other cool stuff. So, um, so all the proceeds uh, go to that. So the money also goes to a good cause. This is something, Fire Nation, that I would love to see some of you come down, put this on your calendar, and it'd be cool to shake some of your hands being like, yo, I heard the podcast with you and Tony, and I went to eofire.com slash TED, and I bought a ticket, and then I bought a plane ticket, and now I'm here, and I'm having a great time, and I'm going to get to do some cool things, and you know, I'm going to no longer be my own super villain. I'm going to be my own superhero. So, Tony, let's end with you sharing impact over income. What does that mean to you? Take us home. I've been a software developer, online marketer, and entrepreneur for the last 10 years. And when Hurricane Maria struck the island of Puerto Rico, I came across a problem that was bigger than myself. 
I came down to the island with a bunch of entrepreneurs to donate some solar panel lights and food and water and supplies. And then I realized that I wanted to make, uh, I wanted to make it my mission to come down here and create a digital economy for 3.5 million people that live in Puerto Rico. I realized that a lot of the problems down here were economic. It was the people with no money and no resources that got hit the worst, right? The middle class people could get on a plane and leave. They go to Miami, they go to Orlando, New York, Chicago. Um, the higher class people were fine, could afford backup generators or whatever they needed. It was really the, the people with no money and no resources. First question I had when I came to Puerto Rico was, is there Wi-Fi? Because if there's Wi-Fi, I know I can make a full-time income. And I found something that was bigger than myself. I quit my job. I was working at a, a VC firm, an angel investment firm at the time. And I quit my job to move down here. And I started this this disrupt movement where we host events. We have podcasts. We uh, were working on a initiative to disrupt the education system here in Puerto Rico. And not only have I made the most money that I ever have in the last two years since I quit my job and moved down here, but I've also been the most fulfilled. And the thing is, when you chase money, I said this a little bit in the top of the episode, when you are chasing money, it is like a little cat, it's like a little rabbit, it's going to run away from you, right? When you start chasing things that are bigger than yourself, when you start chasing, hey, how can I, when you start having bigger problems, look at your problems right now, I want you to write down your top five problems, the top five things that you complain about. If they're all about you, if you're complaining about what you're gonna wear, what you're gonna eat, where you're gonna live, what car you're gonna drive, you need to get some bigger problems. As soon as I started taking responsibility for more than just me, I decided, nobody nobody voted for me, <laughs> uh, not yet anyway, nobody, uh, chose me. I wasn't a chosen one. I just decided. I took it upon myself to say, hey, you know what? The 3.5 million people in Puerto Rico, they're my responsibility. I want to make an impact for these people. And when you take your focus away from making an impact on your own life to making an impact on others' lives, not only will you be more happy, um, not only will you be able to change the world, uh, you'll also create more wealth and abundance in your own life. Because in order to have a big impact on three million people or you know i looked at gandhi as an example he took responsibility of three billion people in india right in order to do that you have to become a bigger person and you get lost in your mission you get lost in expanding yourself and becoming uh a person bigger than who who you are right so whatever your business is and it doesn't have to be philanthropic for this to make sense whatever your business is focus on how can I empower my employees? I want to I want to create 100 jobs. Right? To create 100 jobs, you have to have a company that's doing very well, right? Or I want to create 100 millionaires, right? Jason Capital who's speaking, he's on a mission to create more millionaires. He's created like 6 millionaire students, he wants to get it up to 100. As soon as your focus shifts from servicing yourself to servicing others, then you'll be successful. In Fire Nation, we talked about this towards the top of the episode. And I end every Entrepreneurs on Fire episode this way. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with TD and JLD today. So keep up that heat. And head over to eofire.com. Type Tony in the search bar. And his show notes page will pop up with everything we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz. And Tony, if Fire Nation wants to connect with you directly, website, email, whatever you want to share, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Best way to do that is to hit me on Instagram at Disrupt CEO. Uh, you can also check out our events at disruptweek.com and check out my podcast, The Disrupt Podcast. And I'm going to make an offer to all the listeners. If there's any listeners to the JLD podcast that live in Puerto Rico and you want to attend this event, uh, please shoot me a DM. We have a few comp tickets uh, that are for students here in Puerto Rico. So if you are a Puerto Rican resident uh, and a student and you want a complimentary ticket, please shoot me a DM and I'll make sure to get that to you. Awesome. At Disrupt CEO on Instagram, Fire Nation, make this happen. And Tony, thank you for sharing your truth, the value bombs the Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Tony. And if you've had your big idea, well, then you're ready to ignite. But if you don't, guess what? I have a free training that will get you to your big idea in less than an hour, Fire Nation. Visit yourbigidea.io. That's yourbigidea.io today. And I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. The biggest needle mover in my business, funnels. The software I use to build my funnels, ClickFunnels, no question. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Don't have the time to sift through thousands of resumes to find your next hire? See how ZipRecruiter can help you find the best candidate fast. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.